With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Coaches Show. We're going to spend the next half hour talking with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, looking back to Saturday's game in Toronto and ahead to the game against the Argos on Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. 20-17 to 17 was the final score in favor of Toronto on Friday night. And, Jason, we started last week's show looking back at BC, talking about you couldn't script the worst start. We could almost ask the exact same question for your football club looking back to Saturday's game in Toronto. You got in a hole real quick. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great start once again. It's two straight weeks. Um, you know, we thought the week before it couldn't start worse, and it did, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, but again, just like the the week before that we fought back, we battled back, had the lead late in the game, and at the end of the day, no matter how we started that game, we didn't finish the game, and that was more of what was disappointing. Uh, there was a whole lot that went on throughout the game, but we still had an opportunity late in the game to close it out, and late in the game to come back and win it, and we just weren't able to accomplish that. You did manage when you're down 12-0 to come back and get the lead, which obviously is good. Can you Put your finger on why it's happened two weeks in a row. Is there anything to it, or is it just circumstances? No, I think it's if it's if it was the same circumstance, you could say yeah, we, it's easy easy to correct. But it was different circumstances in this one. You know, we have an exchange problem between CJ and Mike, which they've had a lot of football they played together now over the past. You know. 10, 12 games, and this hasn't been an issue, and they blitz off the edge the one time, and um, Mike looks like he's pulling it, but not pulling it, and it it just kind of goes on the ground, and they make a great play and, and take it, and then they turn it into a touchdown. Um, you know, and then we just, at the, at the beginning of the game, they drove right down the field on us and, and made plays, and you know, we, we made it tough on them. It wasn't real easy for them to get down there, but at the end of the day, they made more plays, and were able to stuff a couple in there early, and from there, you know, we settled down. We still were, were our own worst enemy, particularly on offense. I thought our special teams was outstanding all night, and our defense settled down for sure. But our offense, we never could get out of our own way. I mean, even when we were doing what, when good things, it was a step forward, a step back, two steps forward, another step back, and then something catastrophic would happen at that point. So um, we never found a, a good enough rhythm to stay on the field, and that's ultimately what going against uh, Toronto's offense, what we wanted to do was get a, get a lead get on them and then make them more one-dimensional too um you know but at the end of the day it just didn't happen how much does being down that early change the game plan um because i don't know if you go to the air more you, you maybe get in a little more of a urgent mode to score points to get the comeback does it change what you wanted to do originally 
Not at all. I mean, we were down so early. We hadn't really seen our call sheet before we were down 14 nothing. I mean, so to me, it just stays the same. We still rush the ball. I believe, you know, CJ still had 13 touches rushing the ball. So in a game like that, we stuck to what we wanted to do. Um, and we were having success. It wasn't like they we were shut down. I mean, um, I'm not a huge stat guy, but when you look at everything overall and how the game felt, um, you know, I felt like we were doing good things on the field. We just, every time we did something well, it, something bad would happen from it. And, you know, it was multiple uh, times, and a lot of it was align- alignment, a penalty. It was something that was causing it, not necessarily always what they were doing. I always give the defense credit and give the other teams credit. But, you know, when I can look at it and I know what we screwed up and it becomes more obvious that that's what's happening it's very frustrating and um, you know like I said at the end of the day though I talked to our team today and said everyone wants to talk about the start to that game everybody that's all I've gotten a couple texts and oh if you guys would have started faster the game would have been you guys would have won and this and that I said well no I don't care about the start the finish is what bothers me because as well as we played at times, all we had to do is play better at the end. They made more plays when it mattered the most, and at the end of the game, they drove the field down on us, scored, got a two-point conversion to go up three. We had the ball at the 53-yard line, and at the 53-yard line, you expect our offense to go 20 yards and kick a field goal to tie it at the least, very least, and if not, maybe go down and score a touchdown to get the lead back, and we weren't able to accomplish that, and that's what as it pisses you off or that's what disappointing or that's what you remember about that game that's what I'll remember I, won't, I don't care about the start this I know this league long enough to know been in almost 20 years it's not generally how you start it's how you finish ball games and if you can't finish it, it doesn't matter this team's been all about that too for the last two three years the finish has always been there it seems is that uh, is that do you get to a point where maybe you rely too much on that finish and maybe that's why things don't go as well early? Well, I, I don't I don't think that's the case. I, like I said, I think different circumstances have happened to us early in these games. I don't think it's from a lack of, um, you know, a focus or a discipline. Not to say discipline because obviously that's part of the game. Um, you know, guys just aren't in tune that every play matters. I mean, you got to go out there uh, steadfast to do the things right, to do as your coach to do, to, to, to have um, – a belief that every play matters. You don't know which one is going to affect a game and how it's going to affect the game or your confidence or the other player that you're going against, his confidence, and how it ties in together. So I think, if anything, our guys understand, hopefully now, after two straight games of this and losing a game like this, that they feel like we played at times extremely well. But when it mattered the most, we didn't come through. I'm hoping the guys understand the... the uh, what can happen when you don't do that? And um, if we do, we'll be much better for it going forward. And ultimately, I know the game, the the season's all about some learning situations. And I'm hoping we've learned a ton in the last two games that'll help propel us to win these close games again later on in the year. Uh, you said you're not a stats guy. If you look at the stats, I mean, the only place they beat you really was, besides the scoreboard, obviously, was in in the rush game. Uh, if you, I, I maintain, if you take out all the plays where there was points scored and you just watch that game, there's no way you'd believe the Eskimos lost that game because you played, at times, dominating football. Yeah, I mean, that was the hard part. You know, coming in, watching it through the offensive eyes, watching our offense play. Today I had a just a cut-up made of first downs, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, man, we, we were moving the ball. We were doing a lot of great things. 
um, you don't see it in, in the course with the second down and getting a penalty and having to come back and doing all those things. You're just seeing the plays as, as they go. And yes, special teams as well. Our special teams are done. Our defense, you take away some of the runs and the, watch them play. I mean, together as a group for about two and a half quarters, three quarters. I mean, very, very good football. So I'm not, I'm not a... Uh, put your head in the sand or I'm not a, a, a half glass empty kind of person. I'm a half glass full always and very positive about things. And like I said, the start sucked. The finish to me was worse, but everything in between was really good football. And if we could ever get our starts better and our finishes strong like we usually do, we're going to be a good football team. But the best football teams can handle the situations from start to finish. And right now, we're not doing that. And that's why we're ultimately not as good as we can be right now. Penalties. Uh, you took 12 for uh, 126 yards, highest totals on both sides of the season. Uh, a big part of it, obviously. How do you address that? How do you correct that? That's the same as we always do. I mean, when we come in, we show the players, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, uh, holding some guys up accountable in some different ways this week um, for it. Uh, guys that have continued to be 15-yard uh, penalty guys. Um, the rest of it is judgmental at times, so we talk about the learning of watching the referees and what they're calling and trying to learn from it. Other things, you know, it's uh, you know, we just got to be in better positions at times, and some of it's, you know, guys being in new positions and haven't quite done those plays or haven't adjusted quite well enough, so a lot of it's good learning. So as negative as the play is of itself, you're learning from it. Um, and again, learning from the referees what they're calling. But, uh, you know, ultimately, you don't want any penalty. The zero penalty is the, is the key, but when we have seven penalties on offense, that's a problem. And the penalties on offense were the biggest contributors to us not scoring points in this game. Uh, in fact, one touchdown gets taken off the board from a penalty, and it wasn't necessarily the guy who did it. It was another guy who didn't do his job as well. So <clears throat> we need to be better in all three phases. Uh, I said that you know after the game, we all win and lose as a team. You know, but obviously, learning from our mistakes, learning from our penalty situation, just getting better coaching, getting our coaches to get on these guys better and to do those things, and our players understanding it better is ultimately going to help us. Is there anything more deflating to a team than having a touchdown taken off the board by a penalty? How much is that? How much of that is a step back for you? Well, I would say throwing a pick in the end zone after that was probably worse. I mean, you you have a touchdown, you get it taken off, you you go throw a ball up and it gets picked, and you don't even get a field goal out of it is probably the worst thing that potentially could happen to you, particularly in a 2017 ball game. So um, it does. There's no question. I mean, we were put in some bad situations. We were. I mean, we. But we also came through in some bad situation we had a second and an 18 we converted a first and 20 we converted um or at least got close and converted on second down and i think one other one that was a first and 25 or something to that nature so as bad as we were at times we still did some really good things but no question i mean you you ever score and get a take points taken off the board and then turn over the ball in the red zone which we've been right now up to this point very good in the red zone I mean, it can be hard to overcome, but again, our MO on our team is we face adversity extremely well. Every time we've been down this year, we have roared back and made it a game and either won the game or made it close the last three minutes where we give ourselves a chance. And this was no different, but uh, at the end of the day, I'd rather just us play better from start to finish and, and uh, so we can see what we're about, more of what we're about. 
so we've talked about there's things obviously you have to correct discipline wise penalty wise execution wise but there's a whole lot that you did really well as a coach going forward where do you focus on uh, improving on what you did and, and kind of getting better from there or you focus a lot on what you did wrong in that game to correct it well it's a bit of both I mean the, thankfully for us we get to watch the film so the guys are going to hear the corrections over and over and over again you know I was pretty pretty stern with them this morning you know talking to them about the things that I didn't particularly like about the game and and what I felt helped uh, lead to our loss you know and what we need to get better from and, and discipline obviously was first and foremost on my mind when I was talking to them um, but I also want them to understand that what type of team we are and that we are much better than what we're doing right now. If we would just do it more consistently, we would be far better off. So, you know, as much as you're going to, you know, knock them down, you're building them back up at the same time because as we're watching this film, the film doesn't lie either. So as you can watch the film and we're correcting it, they can see themselves play well against these guys. They can see at spurts playing really well against them and making plays. So it's not like the whole game was sitting there getting your head your head knocked off and you know getting beat physically and and all those things they understand that we can compete with that team and we can do it extremely well so as good as as, as bad as it is at times there's a lot of really good stuff so we'll do both we'll uh, again the guys will get tired of hearing the corrections they'll get excited about what they did well and then we'll have the mixture of what goes in new to to how we're going to game plan them differently it's not a really long week so it's kind of hard to, to do that uh, so we'll have to rely on the fact that we had enough going into this game plan and our guys understand what they're trying to do and understand their players better um, and just at, at the end of the day just know we got to play a better 60 minutes and if we do that we feel like we can beat these guys on the discipline side, is there a point as a coach where you kind of turn that over to the players because they have to, I guess, become accountable and become accountable not to you but to their teammates, right? Yeah, I mean, that's accountability is all about it's everybody. It's not one person's problem. Um, you know, uh, you could say I'm the ringleader of it because I'm the head coach, so I'm, I'm the one who takes response, full responsibility for our team and our actions and everything like that. But what you try to understand, try to teach them, is that we have standards here and we have things that we really believe in. And penalties and turning over the ball and getting the ball and protecting our quarterback, those are things that are core beliefs. And that's everyone's core belief on this team. If you're, if you're not a part of that, you're not on our team. And But in order to have those things become a belief, Everyone has to think that way and um, make it so much about that, that when you see someone not doing that, you need to get on them. So when someone's not holding their weight, our players are the ones that need to start holding. We do it on special teams. They they find each other. They do a whole lot of different things. And um, you do see guys, they do get on each other to say, hey, that's enough of that. And we need to be smarter. And that's good. And, you know, but... You know, there's only so much you can do. Guys, gotta, guys have to take it on themselves um, at the end of the day. And I believe that we are at that stage. I mean, um, you know, I really believe, I believe in our guys, so I believe that we're going to be better. You're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show with head coach Jason Moss. My name is Morley Scott. You're listening to 630 Chid. We've got more when we return. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio. 6.30 Chad. Back for Michener Allen Auctioneering on the Eskimos uh, Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Jason, a couple of guys we talked to post-game, and I think you referred to it a little bit as well post-game, is... Uh, 
you got the Argos again, and it's a short week. That, in the circumstances, I guess, that you went through from Saturday, that's a good thing, correct? That's a great thing. I, nothing could be better than that, to be quite honest with you, because we're, they're an East Coast East team anyway, so once we're done with them, we're done with them until the playoffs. So, um, you know, in our minds, we're one at a time, but... You know, to play them, to get it over with, that series, to have it fresh in our minds, um, getting beat, um, being able to watch that film, to be able to get home, get in our beds, get rested, come home, know that three days later, four days later, you're waking up and playing them again. Uh, I think for a lot of our guys in our locker room, they're chomping at the bit now to get back to practice, to correct the things they've corrected, and to make amends for uh, that loss. You mentioned you had meetings with the guys today. Uh, you didn't go on the field today, which is, I guess, considering you gave them two days off, which I know you like to do, um, you also go a practice short this week. Uh, what's the toss-up? What's the, the the rationale between you know sacrificing on the field for rest and recoup? Well, at the end of the day, we just we got home at 3.30 in the morning on that next day. So to say we gave them a day off, we gave them a day to, to rest and recharge. They were in here the following day running down and, and doing uh, – treatment and all that stuff so we didn't practice today today because we're playing the same opponent and it's on a six-day work week um, I know this about athletes if they're physically at a hundred percent they're gonna play much better than if they weren't and I don't see uh, putting the grind on them physically um, I, I'd rather put it on them mentally and, and get them to understand what they need to do in two days worth of work we can get a lot of work in and not only that Toronto got to go home after the game go to sleep get a really good night's rest they're going to be able to travel out here get all the rest in the world and we weren't put in that situation so they also had a bye week so they're a lot more rested than what we are we're four weeks into our season so at the end of the day physically I wanted our I want our guys as charged up as possible to play get excited to be in the building um, so that's why we schedule the things we schedule on short weeks we always do this so that they can actually work out recover and they can feel physically as strong as they're going to feel uh for the game you mentioned the argos bye week your bye week is coming up after this game uh, always important to win obviously but going into a bye week it really changes the atmosphere does not when when you leave and when you come back if you can win the game before the bye week yeah i mean uh, and we've talked about this before on the show that you know when you lose in football you know you have to wait a week and at times longer than that at times to feel good again and um, as much as i love to have fun and I, I love to have the atmosphere light and guys to enjoy themselves here nothing tastes as good it feels as good uh sounds as good when you when you lose it just doesn't it's it's harder to get up in the morning it's harder to grind it's harder but you need to do it and ultimately that's that's the thing that uh, makes you a champion and makes you you know be better at what you do is the fact that you will get up and you will do it but it's still you can't help the fact that it feels the way it feels and so I don't want to feel that. I don't think anyone in our locker room wants to feel that way on an off week where you want to enjoy yourself, no matter whether you're going home, going to enjoy Alberta, um, you know, you want, you want to sit home on your couch. You want to be able to have good thoughts mentally uh, while you're away from the game and, and not dwell on what just happened. So, you know, uh, a win cures a lot of things and it makes you happy. And that's what uh, ultimately is our ultimate goal this week. J.C. Sherritt on Saturday night I uh, thought he had a monster game. He looked like he was just all over the field. He had eight tackles. They get also had a tackle for a loss. Tell me about his play. Was it as good as the numbers looked? Yeah, I mean, J.C.'s, uh, I think he's been playing well, but that game in particular, going against their rushing attack, I thought he did a tremendous job um, doing uh, 
lining guys up, fitting his gaps, making plays that mattered. Uh, you know, having a big stop on third and one to get us a turnover. You know, he played outstanding football, and I'm so happy for him and, and, and the way he's played this year and come back off of, you know, last year, missing last year and stuff. He's he's ready to play every day. Um, he leads our team extremely well. I'm very proud of the way he's played, and ultimately in that game I was as well. After what he went through last year, I don't think there's anyone who's not cheering for J.C. Sherritt this year. Yeah, I mean, he's he does it the right way. I mean, he'll go down as one of the all-time Eskimos. Um, you know, he's a consummate pro. He attacks the game. He uh, prepares hard for it. You know, he gets every, everything out of his abilities. So he's a joy to be around as well. Um, you know, he's a great leader. And anytime we're, he's on the field, we're a better football club. And, you know, so, I'm. you know, when he does produce things like a game like that, you're, you're excited for him. Obviously, no one feels more dejected than him after a loss. Uh, so it doesn't matter to him how well he played or not. We didn't win, and that's why he's the leader he is. How much more did you get to know J.C. last year? You spent, I think, probably more time with him last year maybe than you would this season before. Uh, was He was in coaching meetings a lot, from what I understand. How much How much did you learn about J.C. last year? Well, I mean, I learned enough. Let's put it that way. I mean, I wish I wouldn't have learned that much about him. I wish he'd have been on the, on the field. But, um, you know, he was in our defensive meetings with Benny and those guys quite a bit. Um, you know, he hung around the offices way more than he would have if he was just playing. Um, so, you know, again, there's nothing not to like about JC. I mean, he, he was he's awesome. He's an awesome individual. And uh, again, just what whenever you, you there's few guys that have come through Edmonton that uh, are as revered as JC is. And you know, when you talk about the Eskimo way, he's all about it. So um, what we learn about JC as coaches, it's no different than we see him as a player. I mean, he's going to be an outstanding coach one day uh, if he chooses to do it. And then you know. Um, on and off the field, he's just a professional. Duke Williams came into the league last year and raised uh, a lot of attention because of his ability to go up and get the football. He became kind of that jump ball guy, but he's proven this year he's a lot more than that. Uh, he had another 100-yard game his third straight this year. Uh, he's really developing into an all-around receiver, is he not? He is. I mean, he's. we put him in a lot of different spots this year, um, make him run different routes, make him understand different concepts, and I don't know that there's anything Duke can do well. So... Um, you know, he still blocks for us. He still does a lot of the nasty, dirty work that we ask him to do. Uh, but his ability to play the ball, his ability to run after the catch, his ability to make tough catches in traffic, all those things are what epitomizes Duke's game. Um, you know, he's he's a great receiver, and I think he's proven that, that all the hard work he's done in the offseason is paying off. I think he's seeing the fruits of all the labor he put in, uh, all the time he spent this offseason training and being ready for the season. So, you know, I'm excited for Duke and his future here and uh, whatever it ends up holding thereafter. But, you know, he's doing it the right way, I can tell you that. He's attentive. I always say attentive in our meetings, but that's a big thing. It, it's hard. It's a grind on our receivers. We, we ask a lot out of them. We move them around. You know, we, we've got tons of different plays each week. We don't ever just game plan the same game plan. So we, we move guys around and do different things. And he's, uh, he's moved around a lot. So he has a lot on his plate, and he always does a great job with it. Can you talk about uh, the, the, getting uh, the answer for James Wilder Jr. for this game? Um, you know, 
No matter what, I think he's one of those backs that's going to get yards. I mean, he we had him dead to rights a couple times, and he spun out of something and got an eight-yard gain. Um, you know, and they have a very strong O-line, uh, big O-line that's uh, very physical, and I believe they're they're athletic. So um, they've got good schemes as well. So you know, he's just one of those backs that I think is just physically talented, and no matter what you do packing the box in there he's still going to find a crease at times and make some things happen um but tackling i mean at the end of the day you got to go low on him he's a big guy he still gets his pad level low and you got to be gap sound against him so whether you send extra guys at times or, or do what you have you have to be physically um and um scheme wise sound against him when you play against him and if you can do that he's had some games where he hasn't done quite as well and so if you can do that to him you know and stop his legs before they get going or stop them all together you're better for it but ultimately it comes down to to our guys being in the right places and when they are there ultimately wrapping up and making the play final one for you tonight uh, jason uh, argos again on friday night 5 30 for the pregame show seven o'clock kickoff on the brickfield at commonwealth stadium uh is this game more about your team and correcting what you've done wrong than than game prep you know what i mean like a lot of times you focus on the other team are you focused maybe more on what your team has to do better this game well i'm still we're still extremely focused on what they do i mean i think all three phases we understand what they're capable of i mean they still have very good talent they're they're coached extremely well um they're a good football they just beat us and so they've got our attention there's no question about that and our focus is on beating them and and their schemes and and their team um but ultimately in order to do that you have to take care of yourself as well so we have to shore up some of our our deficiencies and some of the things we didn't quite do so well the good thing is like i said is as you're correcting these things you're still teaching off of what you just saw and it happens to be the same opponent so um you know it is about us and i really believe that when we we play up to our abilities that we're going to be a tough out for anybody in our league so that's what we're focused on but at the end of the day it's it's hard not to notice what they can do well and you're trying to trying to attack that and you know and, and beat them at the same time so you know I, I like our chances i like them every week because i know what we're about and what our team's about so you know we just got to get back to work and do the things that we do well and do them for 60 minutes and you know I, i'd like to take our chance from there great stuff jason thanks for this good luck to you on uh, friday night thank you 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.